What? College matters. What? College, college matters. matters. Really? For sure. College matters. Alma, Alma matters. Is true that you have this kind of baseline structure and then it's really a question about A, what's going to be the most effective style to tell that story? Um, and then B, what is the the style that kind of best evidences your voice and your um, sensibility? You just heard Rob Franklin talk about the elements of a college essay. In segment four, on what to write in a college essay, we introduced a construct called the substantiating narrative to encapsulate what you would write. Today, you will learn how to build on that substantiating narrative and write your essay. Hello, I'm your host, Venkatraman. This is the sixth segment of our 10 segment podcast series, a guide to build a standout US college application. In this segment, we will address a framework for the essay, commonly called the hero's journey, styles to make your essay stand out, giving the essay your personality touch, and a way to determine the most effective manner in which to tell your story. To guide us today, we rejoin the two experts from Admissionado, Athena Lau, head mentor at Admissionado, and Rob Franklin, mentor at Admissionado. Let's get started. We are going to begin by discussing the framework for the essay, commonly called the hero's journey. Rob, you want to kick things off for us? Yeah, absolutely. So in thinking about kind of how, how we're going to adapt the substantiating narrative into an actual college essay, mm -hmm. one of the most common frameworks for a traditional narrative essay is what we call the hero's journey. And now this is, this is a term that you've probably heard in high school English class. It's, again, one of these very kind of uh, prototypical archetypal frameworks for thinking of narrative. And it basically involves a hero. In this case, it would be you setting out on some journey, encountering a challenge that they then overcome, and then emerging transformed or changed. So even if your story isn't as grandiose as, say, Star Wars or The Odyssey, mm -hmm. most great essays will share some of these elements. So let's break that down in terms of Ian's story, bringing back our friend Ian from previous episodes. So putting some of the, the events and kind of central um, components of his substantiating narrative, um, the inciting event or the call to adventure in Hero's Journey terms for him was watching a YouTube documentary about the plastic island in, in the ocean, mm -hmm. um, which really awakened him to this kind of urgent ecological concern. As a result of, of watching this documentary and being so deeply impacted with by it, um, he began a, a, a period of preparation, which in terms of the hero's journey would be considered the tests and trials. So he kind of agonized over what he himself could do about it, 
using his specific talents. Um, and he had always had this proficiency for an interest in CS and robotics, but he wasn't immediately sure how that was relevant. Mm-hmm. Um, so doing kind of extensive research online, he looked into the role of individuals in producing single-use plastic waste as opposed to, say, corporations or governments. Um, and he eventually kind of narrowed his focus in on looking at high school and college campuses um, to determine what the kind of individual student, um, what the individual student's impact was in terms of plastic waste. Mm-hmm. He found that it was pretty substantial. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. And that one of the main drivers of that was the fact that human apathy was kind of causing people to throw away in the trash bins items that could otherwise be recycled. Mm-hmm. Um With that knowledge in hand, he had this idea for building a robot that could automatically sort the plastic out of his school's trash bins. And in order to start work on that, he consulted the faculty head of the robotics team, of which he's a member, um, and got some insight as to how how to go about programming this creation. So moving on, kind of jumping ahead to the competition. Um, Remember from his substantiating narrative that eventually Ian entered into a robotics competition with this Recyclabot. Um, So in the the terminology of the hero's journey, this would be the ordeal. This is the main challenge that he has to overcome. So Mm -hmm. weeks of preparation go into building this Recyclabot, getting it to work properly. And finally he arrives at this regional competition with it. And arriving there, he's kind of blown away by the strength of the competition. They have robots that can do a number of really impressive things. Um, And nonetheless, he's he's proud of his progress as a a programmer, as well as a steward of the planet. Mm -hmm. Um, But he's feeling less confident in in the kind of strength of his work. We we get to see in this scene um, the, the anxiety and excitement of being at this sort of competition. Um, and ultimately he wins. And so we get this really satisfying, tangible payoff for his hard work. After that, we get to see the aftermath of that challenge that he's overcome. So this would be called the return. Mm-hmm. Ian emerges from the experience transformed Um, because he realizes that programming doesn't just have to be for fun gadgets and games as he always used it for when he was growing up, but that it Mm -hmm. actually has the power, it actually has the power to to address using technology, the societal issues that he witnesses on a day-to-day basis. He is incredibly inspired by this idea of the practical application of robotics on societal issues, um, specifically ecological issues in the environment and it gives him a new sense of direction for his life one that has potentially boundless possibilities now given that essay framework you just heard rob describe how can a student listening to us make his or her essays stand out after all there are tens of thousands of applicants to a particular college So how does one's essay get noticed? Yeah, absolutely. I I think that's a great question. Obviously, 
as we kind of stated, most great essays are going to contain some of these elements, yeah. but <laughs> in order to, to make it feel fresh and make it stand out from the thousands of other essays, you want to do something that feels distinctive. Um, and yeah, I mean, we'd love to bring in Athena here. Um, Hello I, there. I'm, yeah. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm curious what you've seen work in the past, just stylistically. How do people make their essays pop? Yeah, I and I would love to hear some examples that you've seen as well. Um, so I, I think the, the thing that I tell my students is that if you start with, I have to be unique, I have to be so unique that no one's ever written something before, I have to be the first to have penned this on the page, you will probably fail because chances are there's no way that you can write a completely 100% unique story. What makes mm -hmm. something super unique is actually how you're able to take existing elements that work and understand when you can push your own voice or make the, either the substance different from something that someone has heard before or you're using a stylistic element in a way that just really makes sense for your story. I think some of the approaches that I've seen work, well, one in particular is what we call in medias race. Um, so uh, as a classics major, um, this is something that I uh, had to learn a lot about. If you look at the great works like Homer's um, Iliad or, and the Odyssey, they actually, he actually uses this, um, one of the early, earliest examples of that. Um, and if you watch a lot of movies, um, they also incorporate this. So in medias race is a phrase that just literally means in the middle of things. And it's basically when you start a story in the middle of things, and then you go back in time to give um, necessary information um, about the plot and, and really get people invested in this. So I mentioned in terms of some examples of um, different works that you might read or, or research to see how authors did this. Um, so Homer is one of them. And in terms of movies, if you're more of a movie person, you can look at a lot of the Marvel, <laughs> the movies in the Marvel uh, right. cinematic universe, um, Forrest Gump, uh, Slumdog Millionaire. There's a bunch of different uh, movies where they do this really effectively. So look those up. Um, and I think what really makes that work is because work is that uh, if you are starting in the middle of things in the beginning, you can have this sort of, you can have some sort of crazy action going on, something that makes the reader think, oh, okay, like what is actually going on here? Um, and then once you've hooked them in and grabbed their attention and made them want to know where this all might be going, then you can then bring in that information and context for how this actually relates to you and why you should go to their college. What about you, Rob? What's another approach you've seen done successfully? Yeah, I'm, I'm now thinking about kind of the specifics of Ian's story as well as kind of his background and what, what could appeal to him. And I wonder if, you know, as we know, his kind of call to action was this documentary that proved immensely effective at getting him to care mm -hmm. about this issue. I wonder if he could like borrow some of those those strategies that the the documentary used so say the documentary used kind of a data forward approach um i think ian similarly could bring in some of those statistics um and kind of yeah a data-based approach to the beginning of his essay 
to really give it a sense of gravity. Right. Um, alternatively, you know, he's got this science, science background. It could be interesting to kind of explore the specifics of why plastic is such a big issue um, as something that doesn't really break down or decompose naturally. Um, if he could really effectively and succinctly kind of establish the mechanics of that at the opening of his essay, it could be like an interesting entry point um, for, for this more personal growth narrative. What about something like uh, imagine a world, you know, where Ian could paint sort of fast forward to a world where recycling is at its peak and, you know, things are just humming along, right? Um, and sort of work from there. Uh, it's, uh, I, I don't know what you would call it in terms of an approach, but it seems like painting of what could be um, and then how he's sort of worked his way to get uh, put us in a, you know, in some sort of a process or means to get there, right? Uh, is, is that is that something to consider? Yeah, so I would say that it that could work. I will be honest that when you use the phrase "imagine a world" and you start talking about that, it sounds more like a setup for an argumentative essay or, or a research essay about a scientific okay. topic. So you'd have to, but there's a way you could do that. Um, and you'd have to think, okay, well, if Ian's voice is the sort of very, you know, rational, scientific voice, then there's a way that he could connect that to his own personal story. He'd have to get to his personal story really quickly from that beginning to make sure we keep the audience's interest and keep the focus on him, um, not just the this bigger, this really super big world that he's imagining, if that makes sense. Um, because at the end of the day, this is a personal essay and not um, a an op-ed in a paper about, you know, a specific scientific topic that people need to know. Totally. I could imagine a way that he could make that work. Um, so if he began with this kind of future vision um, mm -hmm. that sounded sort of idealistic, and then he, he quickly brought it to the fact that he's always been somebody who thinks about thinks about kind of the ideal future um, rather than just the way things are today and connects mm -hmm. that to how he kind of had this idea for, um, for the Recyclobot and, and put it into action. Mm -hmm. It could be a really interesting interest, entry point. Mm -hmm. Or he describes that this world and the reader as they're reading it is led to believe that this is a future vision, but actually it's the present and that makes it, that helps us understand the urgency of what he cares about and what he's doing and, and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, so there are ways that he can sort of bring in the unexpected, even if this is a trope that we've seen before in other kinds of essays. Speaking of these kind of tropes, I wonder, I mean, something I've seen work in a number of essays is having sort of a, a thematic motif. So um, basically having something that repeats throughout that kind of echoes um, the central message of what the essay is. Um, and I wonder what that could be for Ian. I mean, I think that, I think that potentially it could be some sort of 
like a piece of advice that he got from a family member or the head of his robotics team. Um, or mm-hmm. again, looking at the kind of um, scientific point of view, um, I kind of am drawn to this idea again of, of the fact that plastic doesn't break down and the kind of double meaning of that. Um, mm. I think that it, yes. would be kind of, yeah, it could be kind of interesting um, to, to look at, yeah, the idea of breaking down and, and um, either the fact that because plastic doesn't break down, it requires an equally aggressive pr- approach from a policy and technological perspective. Um, or yeah, just literally the fact that he persevered, he didn't break down despite kind of adversity in, in his own journey. I love that. And I've definitely seen that used effectively in many other students' essays where they think about some object or some concept or, you know, something like what you're talking about, Rob, with plastic, where you would not expect that to have maybe symbolic meaning or some sort of uh, metaphorical significance (laughs) and extension to one's own life than what that thing is. But the student is able to to uh, to share what that deeper meaning is, um, or that double that multi layered meaning. So I think that's really great. Um, I think I guess what would make that unique, right, is finding an object that uh, not many people would necessarily choose. Um, and so when I'm talking about this with my students, it's usually a like think two levels down. So usually mm-hmm. the first thing you think of is something that someone else will probably have thought of. But when you dig a little bit deeper, <laughs> that next round of objects or concepts you might think of, that's maybe where the uh, the, the uniqueness will is more likely to come out. Absolutely. So Rob and Athena just outlined some great approaches to make your essay pop. Now, what are some things that a student could do to showcase their personality in the essay? I mean, I would say that with, uh, for my students, I found that humor, the use of comedy and and having that lighter touch tends to work a little bit better um, Mm -hmm. because it's very easy to come across as a teenager who takes themselves way too seriously. And, as an adult, I would also, I mean, I want to be taken seriously, but not, <laughs> I don't think about that seriously. Um, so I can't suggest that to anyone else as well. But, but when you, when you don't know someone and you're reading that work and something seems over dramatized, that can be more of a turnoff. Um, so I would say um, comedy, it can be risky because everyone has different, a different sense of humor, let's say, but you'll show more of your personality that way. And Um, won't seem like you're trying to be overly to be melodramatic um, but you're trying to find some sort of uh, shared humanity in what you're saying Um, and so this can be you know shown through the kinds of language that you use if there's a recurring joke that from your life that um, that you find funny or or the use of irony right these are all ways that uh, that comedy can be used effectively and I think the question is really like, what is your, what is the story you want to share? And what would be the most appropriate voice to share that story in? 
So there are some stories that naturally lend themselves to a more serious tone. And it's okay. You don't have to have a joke every two sentences because that wouldn't sound right. Um, but for other stories, maybe now as you look back at it, maybe at the time you were very embarrassed and you thought it was the biggest deal in the world. But now you realize that it was a part of life and you learn something from it and you can laugh at it or, or you know, talk about it humorously and reflectively. So um, it's, yeah, it, it's really, it, those are the questions you should ask yourself as you're thinking about your stories, as opposed to saying, I have to write with a very great sense of humor, or I have to write this very seriously, um, because those kinds of absolutes don't, don't really work. Totally. I would also say, I mean, you should be asking yourself what, like what elements of your personality naturally come out in writing and and right yeah like if you are a funny person and you are a funny writer then that's a great thing to showcase because it it is evidently a big part of your personality mm -hmm. um if you have a more kind of like wry matter of fact just way of thinking about the world that could also feel really fresh in an essay and so i think it's important to remember that um that ultimately you're trying to showcase your personhood, your personality by both telling a story that gives us kind of the content of it, of it tells us something about you, um, but also the style of it should tell us something about you. So um, mm -hmm. you're, you're kind of filling in elements of your personality with the way you choose to write about it. Okay, so now you have the essay framework the hero's journey, a few different approaches to make your essay stand out, and different styles to personalize it in your image. So as a student, your question should be, how do I figure out the most effective way to tell my story? Yeah, I think that that's a great question. I would say like as an assignment, um, mm -hmm. something you could do is go ahead and first free write the hero's journey chronological version mm -hmm. of whatever your substantiating narrative is, um, write that out as an essay. So just mm -hmm. tell it, um, you know, have the climax towards the end, tell us what you learned um, in the most kind of straightforward, clear terms. Mm -hmm. um, and then I think here's where you can kind of experiment and play around a little bit. I often find I can tell if an essay is going to be good or if I'm going to like it personally <laughs> from the opening two sentences, mm -hmm. um, certainly from the opening paragraph. And so if you wanted to take a few of these different approaches that we mentioned on this episode and just try to write the first two to three sentences. Um, so try a funny approach, maybe try a more kind of rational or fact-based approach, try mm -hmm. a media race, try a couple of different things um, and read those back and see which of them is speaking to you, which felt the, the easiest or most, most natural to write uh -huh. um, and which is kind of appealing to you as a direction to keep going. Mm. That's, that's a great idea. What do you think, Athena? Yeah, I think that's all great advice. And I mean, really, you don't know until you try a bunch of different things and get those responses from people about how your writing is seen and, and how to move forward. So yeah, experiment. That's the, that's the best way to go about this at the beginning. 
Now, here's Athena Lau with some thoughts on essays that work. I think that in general, the more descriptive your story is, if you can mm-hmm. really paint a picture, which again, sounds cliche, but it's true. If, if the person reading uh, the story can really imagine the action right there with you and feel like they're going with that flow that you've set, that is more, that's usually very effective. Now, it doesn't mean, of course, going through the thesaurus and using all of the hardest words to make yourself sound smarter. That's oft repeated advice. And I agree with it that you should not do that. <laughs> um, but it's we do see that the the more effective writers are able to leverage a, vari- a you know a very extensive vocabulary, a wider sure. array of words in, in order to to tell a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they're able to do that in a polished um way and they're able to know um they're able to be precise with their descriptions at the same time right so they have this rich vocabulary but they only give us the details that we need to move the story forward okay there you have it how to write an essay in this segment we covered the essay framework how to make your essay stand out, ways to showcase your personality, and finally, how to figure out the most effective way to tell your story. As mentioned earlier, based on this segment, we have an assignment for students in the 11th grade. You can get our counselor's feedback on these assignments. Now, you have to subscribe to get the assignments. It's easy to subscribe. Just email podcast at almamatters.io with the subject line assignments. We will mail you an email with instructions on the assignments. As before, here's a great deal for you. Submit your completed assignments before our next segment is published and you will get a free review by our counselors. So hurry up. This series is for high school students in the 11th grade and who plan to apply to U.S. colleges at the end of this calendar year. This series is being created in collaboration with Admissionado, a U.S.-based college counseling company. Transcripts for this podcast and previous podcasts are on almamatters.io forward slash podcasts. To stay connected with us, subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or Spotify or visit anchor.fm forward slash alma matters to check us out. Thank you again for listening to this podcast. Till we meet again, take care and be safe. Thank you. College Matters. Alma Matters. matters.